What is up, guys? Welcome to the Tony and Dakota podcast. Today, we have the absolute most special guest. <laughs> this is the L in LTD. If you didn't know what LTD stands for, it stands for Logan, Tony, and Dakota. So you might be thinking, who's Logan? Me. That's <laughs> <laughs> this guy. <laughs> so this is Logan Kimmel. Uh, Logan's 27 years old. He went to high school with us at East Noble and uh, was in the same grade as Dakota. Uh, he, he'll, I'm going to ask him a little bit about his schooling because it looks like he did a little bit of college, maybe even completed a degree. But I know him most for being with Granite Ridge Builders initially, and then he uh, worked for MBN Properties for a little while. Uh, selling a lot of new construction homes. Um, he was the mechanism that got our business started, and then he started doing really well uh, streaming video games. So we're going to talk a little bit about Kimmel Gaming, how he grew and scaled that business, and what it looks like now. How old are you, Logan? I'm 28. Oh. <laughs> I was just saying, yeah. I was like, uh, I think he's uh, 93. I was like, he's got to be, uh, he's a little Pretty older than me then. Same, yeah. 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 I could have done the math on it, but I didn't. <laughs> he did All it good. real fast, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, for sure. Super excited to be here and be back in the LTD, you know, LTD, LTD building now. So that's awesome. Came a long way. Dude, you know what's funny? I kind of want to start off with like, uh, uh, we'll go back to your childhood probably here soon, but I want to go back to like, we've told the story of how LTD started from our perspective so many times now. We want to hear how it started from your perspective. Like, how did you even like think about starting or, yeah. you know, because you just reached out to me one day. I was like, hey, right, let's do this. What, what was your like start? Yeah. So like, obviously I was, you, you mentioned that I was in real estate and like, I've always been interested in real estate and new construction was really fun for me and existing houses was fun. But like, I knew that I could make good money in that, but I thought like there was, I could make more money by doing what you guys do now, which is sell, buying houses, flipping them, renting them, do all that. That's what I was more excited to do. Cause I, I was by myself. I didn't have to really rely on customers or meeting new people as much. Um, so I was like, I was just thinking in my head and obviously you mentioned that I was with Granite Ridge Builders, which is one of the biggest home builders in Indiana and then going to MBN, which that's what they were known for was flipping houses and rentals. And that's kind of what I moved to that side with for to learn more about that and do that with them. Um, and then one day I was just thinking, I was like, I want to do this for myself too. And I was, I didn't, didn't really want to do it alone because I needed someone to help push that as well. And so I was trying to think of like-minded people who was in sales and that kind of stuff. I was like, Dakota. You know, he's changed a lot. And I was like, he's top sales over there. Glenbrook, I think it was, wasn't yep. it? And I was like, I'm just going to reach out to him. So I did. And, uh, you know, it just kind of kicked it off right there. And you kind of had the same mindset as me. And you uh, were interested. You mentioned you and Tony were talking about doing it anyway. I was like, well, let's do it. You know, so I was yep. pretty, pretty excited to kind of move forward with that. That's crazy because so, I, I thought that you were in car sales still for some reason. So I thought you, because I remember you did car sales, then you mm -hmm. did finance for a while. So I thought when you reached out, you were in finance and that was the first step into real estate. But I forgot. Yeah. He did real estate I too. I was doing real estate already. So yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, I think I think Dakota had a better uh, track for this than I did. I was going to talk about real estate a little bit and then go into gaming. But let's talk about how you were brought up what your, maybe some of the limiting beliefs that your parents pushed onto you, mm -hmm. um, how you overcame that. And then, um, and then we'll talk about high school a little bit and where, how you decided if you were going to go to school or not and what that looked like. So yeah, take us all the way back. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, obviously, um, my parents are divorced as well. So I always, from a young age, so I'd go from my mom's to dad's house. My dad had a little bit more money than my mom. Um, so I never had like anything nice. And I think that was kind of my, my mindset. Like at first it was like wanting to have something nice, but it was more of like, I want to work hard and do better than what I was growing up with. You know, I've grown up with my mom was, my dad was kind of an alcoholic when they got divorced. My mom was into drugs when I was super young. Um, and I was like, I just want to be different. I don't want to live like that. And I think I put, a, I give a lot to my grandparents. My grandparents were super Christian people and really just kind of persuaded me to be a lot better person. So I kind of looked up to them as like my real parents. Um, even though I still love my mom and dad just as much, it just it was just they were a lot more, I guess, had the priorities set correct than what my my actual parents did. Um, so I just never like had anything growing up. Kind of like I think your story, Dakota. We kind you kind of talked about it multiple times as well. Just from that feeling of just 
not having anything and wanting to do better and try to work hard for that. And that's kind of what I seen. I had my three brothers with my mom as well. And I was like, I just want to do better, you know, than what I was raised up for. So, yeah, kind of. I saw your your grandparents are super cool. I remember seeing them all the time at the American Legion. Like it seems like they're always there and they're everybody knows who they are and they're really nice people. Yeah, I think um, it's my dad's side. But yeah. Oh, okay. All good. Yeah, no, all good. <laughs> I, said, so, I was like, I don't know your grandparents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. So uh take us through um when you when you were when you were turning eighteen, did you have a plan for your life? Because it seems like everybody wants you to have it figured out. And then what did it look like for you? Did you decide to go to college? What made that decision? And then what advice would you give to people who are in that same spot in their life? Yeah, so when I was 18, I was uh, dating a girl who ended up being my wife at the time. Um, so I was dating her. I actually moved in with her before I actually graduated high school because I was 18 before I graduated high school. So I moved in with her and her dad, moved out of my dad's house, and uh, we we're just living in her bedroom pretty much at that, that age, I think. Um, she was working at Subway and I was working at Kroger. That was like my first job, 16, working at Kroger, worked there for three years. Um, and then right when high school ended, I tried to do some college courses, uh, tempted a few, but I was just, I just wanted to work and make money kind of thing. So I had ended up working Kroger. I worked at Weibel Lumber, which that was my full-time job. So like 10 hour days, four days a week, I did that. So I was doing Kroger, Weibel Lumber, and then I took on craft sanitation third shift every other weekend as well. So out of high school, I had three jobs. Um, tried college, just didn't really like it at the time. What were you going to school for? Uh, business. Okay. So I just knew, I knew business is what I want to do. I knew like I wanted to own something and be part of something like that. Um, so I did that for a while. Um, got an apartment at, left, finally left her dad's house, got an apartment. Um, she was in college and then I quit those other two jobs. I was like, this is just too much. So I was just still only working at Weibel Lumber and I knew I wanted to, I felt like those kind of jobs, like Kroger, Weibel Lumber, and those kind of things. I felt those jobs were just like, you're going to be stuck making what you're making now, for maybe a few dollars more. Nothing's based on your success. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I want to try something else. So I got into car sales. I uh, went to, uh, was at the time, Bob Roarman's Acker and Subaru. Went there. Thought I didn't know anything about it. I was just learning. I think I sold like the whole five months I was there, I sold like two cars. What? It was horrible. Yeah, it was I just the customer clientele were different there. And then I went left there after five months. Went to Ben Davis, sold like four cars on my first weekend there. Wow. So it was just a t whole different atmosphere. So I was like, I like this because this is something that like if I work hard, I can make more money kind of thing so, versus the other jobs I had. No matter how hard you work, I mean, yeah, you might get promoted here or there, but like nothing's based on your success. So yep. I kind of started liking that. Um, I actually took college courses at that point um, while I was working there. Uh, in, in the car business and I also had another job at Flint and Walling. I was kind of going in there to learn a little about what my ex-wife's grandpa did because he sold castings to Flint and Walling um, and that's when I was going to college too because I wanted I was going to eventually hopefully take over his business that was my whole plan we talked about it um, and I was trying to learn kind of the casting part of Flint and Walling while going to college and doing all that and they had me in customer service there for a while and I was just like this is not me people call and complain about stuff 24-7 I don't like this I can't do it any longer so I left there um, did complete college though. I didn't go in online. I got my associate's degree for uh, business management with a focus in marketing. Um, so I did that. Got back into car sales after I left there. Then I got into phone sales and then got into real estate. And then now I'm full time gamer, wow. <laughs> streamer. So yeah, that's crazy. I didn't realize that we had like such similar uh, uh, backgrounds and like similar mindsets even in high school. You know, like I knew I didn't want. I knew I didn't want to go to college, but I knew I wanted to do business. So I was like. Mm -hmm. Man, that's crazy like that you know a lot of times i feel like people don't have a plan and then they end up in business kind of accidentally yeah but did you think you were going to do business or did you have an interest in business i don't know i think maybe i uh i just always had visions of a lot of different people playing like my board games or like a lot of different play people playing my video games i feel like it was more of a creative kind of entrepreneur like i wanted to create something that everybody did not so much like I know that I'm just going to work hard because every time that I worked hard, I was like, man, I hate working hard. This is stupid. <laughs> I'd rather create something and have everybody use it or or like uh, so I was I feel like I was more visionary than like I didn't want to work hard. I just wanted to figure something out that was fun for me to work at, like 
more than working hard. Like I didn't want to work for an hourly wage. I wanted to create something that people would use more like creative, creative entrepreneur mm-hmm. vision. I didn't mind working hard. I was like Logan, yeah. like just I right out of high school, I worked three jobs too. I was working at the YMCA, then I was doing landscaping, then I was working at the street department. And then uh, and then in the wintertime, I was like playing guitar for the church, working at Applebee's, and then working at Bosch. And then I, I can't remember what the other job was, but I was the same way, man. Just like working like crazy. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, dude, this sucks, and it's not worth it. Like you're not making yeah. anything. You're, you're not right, getting We worked ahead. a whole bunch, tons of hours, and it's like you're still making – you know, less than 15 bucks an hour is like, yeah. at the time, 15 bucks an hour is like, dang, that's a lot of money yeah. until you, you know, got well, to learn the world a little Now it's bit. minimum wage with inflation. <clears throat> right, yeah. Well, that actually brings another point too, though, is like, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're the oldest, obviously, right? Mm. Okay. So your brothers, you know, how old are they now? Uh, my youngest, or my oldest is five years younger than me, then they're all two years apart. So besides, right. I have a younger, younger brother who's like, I think 12. Yep. So. So they're not, they're not doing anything like the same thing as like, you Nothing know. similar. My brother's doing really good, though. He's uh, now working at the hospital doing, like, heart surgeries and stuff. What? Being with the heart surgeons and stuff. So he's gotten in that field. That field but That's awesome. Uh, the other two are starting to le- still trying to learn what they want to do in life. But. Yep. I'll say that's what I was going to ask is, like, uh, you know, I've noticed that it's always difficult whenever you start making $15 an hour. Mm-hmm. And your parents will tell you that that's amazing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, hey, that is amazing. You want to stay at that job. Right. You want to do this forever. Like, oh, they offer 401ks. Oh, they yep. match. You know, you got to do that. Stick with them. Yeah, yep. Just, and you're like, like, man, just just get your loyalty there and stuff. So, like, uh, like, did your parents say that? And, like, did that ever stick with you? Or did you just like, yeah, no, I'm never. This is not it. Like, or did you feel that pressure a little bit, that social pressure that, oh, I'm doing good enough and I'm doing really well? Yeah, I mean, I definitely felt that from a lot of people from family, like family in-laws and stuff like that saying, you know, it's a very good job. You should stick there for the long run. They offer this, that, and that, kind of like what you were mentioning. It's just like, I don't want that, you know? I don't yep. want to be here. I want to be out, like, I don't want to be stuck in this little cubicle, you know, for good. I want to go out there and meet new people and build relationships and kind of have fun and doing what I enjoy doing, so. When you told people that you wanted to do that, like, did you tell anybody, like, your family members or your wife at the time and, like, anything like that? And then what was their, what did they think? Are you talking, like, what I do now or? Just in general, yeah. I mean, what you do now, I'm sure that people still think that's crazy. But, yeah, like, real estate, what you do now, I mean, like, you know. Yeah, I mean, people definitely, they didn't like that I switched as many jobs, but I felt like every time I switched a job, it was for the better good. Like, it was always better for financially for me and my family the way it was ours because i had my daughter at a young age too 21 um so i always wanted to make sure i had enough financially to take care of her and let my wife at the time be stay at home and take care of her too so i was always looking for it's kind of like people kind of think of it as like the grass is greener on the other side always like people look down at that but like obviously i'm not fulfilled at what i'm doing so i want to find what i enjoy and what Mm -hmm. i can you know financially afford to do and I, i felt like every time it was better that I yeah. would that I would change jobs you know yeah so I feel like there's like uh just a ton of judgment from people whenever you do switch jobs a lot yeah. or like uh, whenever you're you're doing well you know like hey when's enough enough or like you know like instead of like you know thinking about like what you do now like obviously helps a lot of other people and you're influencing a lot of other people and mm-hmm. and uh you know whenever I think about stuff like that my man like you're doing good right and like uh, you're doing good in multiple different ways but then like whenever you're you know working in a factory it just doesn't feel like that's what your purpose yeah, is, like what you're sure. meant to do. It feels like you almost settle, but then like other people, I wondered if you felt a ton of pressure from people to just settle. To settle, yeah. I think uh, I think it comes with like my ambitions too. Like I was thinking about it, like what's success? You know, what what makes it feel? What makes you happy? And I feel like a lot of it is just seeing things being completed and doing good. Like mm-hmm. obviously, when I, what I do now as well, or pretty much anything. Like if mm-hmm. something fails, you're not happy. Right. But seeing it like succeed, it's like that excites me. That's what I want to see. Like yep. even selling cars was a good thing. It just I never gotten like the good, good enough like location to feel happy where I was kind of thing. Um, but like selling three cars in a day, you're excited. Yeah. You know that's that makes you happy. That little hat trick coming through, or selling a couple houses that month. It's just doing something, and it being a success makes kind of that's, that's kind of like the happiness I, I feel that like my family and children and stuff like that is kind of what brings me happiness I think so have you have you ever felt like uh uh satisfied though because that's always the hard part is like obviously you have big ambitions yeah I feel like we have big ambitions the problem is like it is never enough in the same sense right have, have you ever struggled with that at all yeah and definitely especially in the career I'm at now it's like okay I can be comfortable now but what happens in a year now? What like you know? It's just like constant 
trying to think about what I can do better. Just like you said, there's, it's just never enough at the time. You know, some things happen in your life. You end up, okay, I made a little bit more money. I'm going to buy a nicer car. Well, now, obviously, your income's a little less because you, you bought a car. So you want to make more to kind of fulfill that that car payment or something like that. It's kind of like my mindset is always got always to gotta do more, I feel like. Yep. I, I, I just I don't think, like, it just doesn't make me happy enough just to sit in one spot. Like, you just, you know to live day by day the same thing over and over again i want to con- continue to do more and more things i feel like yeah so so uh dakota and i are known for real estate so we're gonna ask you some real estate questions yeah i, I wondered when you were in real estate what made you so successful and what were you best at yeah so i think what made me kind of successful especially when i was at Granite ridge builders was obviously i was young um and there was just a crazy program out there that was kind of aimed towards younger families or lower income households, I guess. And I, I just used that to my advantage. I would, cause like, who doesn't want to buy a house? You know, that's everybody's kind of goal in life is to buy a house. And it's always harder on the younger people or people who make less. Cause obviously you probably have some credit issues or your credit isn't established yet or this and that. And so I tried to really connect with those people who were like me and wanted to buy that their first house. And I found this first program and I kind of marketed towards uh, this program, which is called the 502 USDA loan, which they could buy like, if they made less than forty thousand dollars a year, they could buy like a two hundred thousand dollar house, and their payment would be like seven, eight hundred bucks a month, yeah. which you couldn't even get. You can barely get rent for that. Mm-hmm. So like using that like eight hundred dollar a month payment, and people will say I can buy a house for that. Like so, I kind of used that kind of marketing towards that, and it kind of it kind of blew up, put me yeah. up pretty fast over at Granite Ridge Builders, and. I just kind of did as many open houses as I could, trying to advertise on Facebook, get people in there to learn about it. Because if I posted something like that, $800 house, own your brand new house, like people would be like, scam, scam, scam. Right. They don't know until they mm-hmm. come to the open house. So I was just trying to teach as many people I could about that. And it worked to, to an extent. I say, and this is back when a $200,000 house was a nice house. It was a nice house, like, four bedroom, you know, two-story house, two-car garage, maybe a third added. You know, it's it crazy now yeah. to think about it where we're at now. But... Yeah, yeah, that was like when there was like, dang, you can get this house for eight hundred dollars a month. It was like, holy crap, yeah, brand like was, new warranties. Yeah. Don't have to worry, you know, every dishwasher's brand new. You know, no yeah. leaks, no yeah, roof. You they, know, they were beautiful too. Yeah, yeah. Logan's just not talking about getting a house. He's talking about getting a brand like new building, house, picking built. everything out, specs, specking out your your flooring, your paint, picking out everything you want in the house. You know, yep. if that's you're making less than forty thousand dollars a year, your credit's okay. <laughs> Yeah. And why would you not, you know? Yeah, no question. And it, now I'm sure that they're all really happy that they did that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I still know people today. It's like their house, they bought it. Right, my, one of my best friends built a house right across the street from where I live mm-hmm. right now. And his uh, his house was more than mine, or pretty close to the same, but has a basement. And his payment's $600 less a month. So the same exact purchase price of a house, you yep. know? It's crazy. That is crazy. But. So uh, shortly after we started LTD Property Group, uh, we saw that Logan was streaming on Facebook, and he was streaming uh, Fortnite. And then I think Dakota asked him about it, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm a pretty good Fortnite player. We didn't know what pretty good meant. But uh, Logan <laughs> Logan kept playing, and uh, he told us about how his income started to scale uh, as he was doing this, and Facebook was pushing it. So walk us through... Um, how, what made you decide to even start streaming in the first place, how you knew that there was a possibility of making money in it and then, um, how you scaled it and how you make money now. Cause a lot of people, yeah. I ask them and they're like, you can make money doing that. I need to tell my kid. Like, right. Yeah. That's a, that's a big thing too. It's like, before I start jumping into where I started, it's like, everybody's like, they can make so much money playing video games. It's not easy though. It's like, just like anything, it's not easy. You got to put the work in. It's, mm-hmm. You don't just play video games and get a whole bunch of money. It's not, unless you're the best in the world and can win tournaments and things like that. But on the, when you have to like look forward to donations and subscribers and things like that is you got to put a lot of work into it. But when it all started, yeah, I was just playing, I stopped playing games for like a while after I had my daughter. Um, so I didn't play any video games, played Call, call of Duty like in high school all the time. Um, that kind of stuff but right out of high school like we were just working couldn't really play video games too much and I had my daughter was focused on that I didn't play for years and then I was just over at my mom's house one day my brothers were playing the brand new game just came out called Fortnite they're like you gotta try I was like okay I told him no multiple times and one day I was like I'll try it got home tried to win my first game ever like it took I don't know a couple days to try to win that first game finally won and I was addicted it's like oh my gosh I won I can I want to keep on doing it so I did it played for probably about a year and a half 
ish, I would say, just like with my ex-wife at the moment, we were playing constantly, almost every day. <laughs> just crazy, getting Jeez. home from work, playing, just having, that's how we connected. You know, we just had fun playing together for one. And then I started to get better and better. Obviously playing over a year, you play more and more, you're gonna get better at a game. Typically that's how it works. Um, and then I was we're like, we play so much, why don't you try streaming? So I tried streaming just a little bit off the PlayStation. Like I could just go directly from PlayStation to Twitch. And I tried that just for a little bit. I had like zero viewers, one viewer, maybe here or there. I was like, I just want to play the game. I just want to play and not go live. Because it wasn't like I was talking to chat or anything. I was just like literally putting my content out there, like just gameplay, just on Twitch. And it wasn't <laughs> just kind Are of those weird. videos still out there? Uh, probably not. Okay. Probably not. Yeah, I don't think so. And then I was like, I, I didn't really know about Twitch too much. I didn't know about streaming. I just I knew about YouTube videos, like people posting their clips on YouTube of like Call of Duty, quick, like quick snipes and scopes and stuff like that. So I was like, I didn't really know about it, but I knew Facebook. I knew Facebook was huge. I was like, if they're going to try something new and push gaming, I've seen a few streamers for the first time, like Darkness429, a few others. First time ever, never seen anybody streaming on Facebook. I was like, this is a thing. So I tried it. My first stream ever had like 7,000 views. Wow. I was like, and I, even today, my YouTube videos only get like maybe 100 views. So 7,000 views back in the, like my first time, my first ever stream, I was like, wow, maybe I can try to do something so I continue to stream every day. Um, just a few hours to see what it would do like it was just we had my daughter my uh, youngest daughter now I think yeah she was born just a couple months before I started streaming in 2018 and so she would sleep through the night and I would stream at night I'd do my jobs through the day and then stream at night kind of when it was like probably around eight o'clock at night I think I'd start streaming continue to do it continue to do it grew and I finally unlocked stars which are how you can like pretty much pay to support a streamer so and I've unlocked those, which is called the Level Up program with Facebook Gaming. Um, you can get that at the time. That's all it pretty much had. You can do that, or you can do, I don't even think Cash App was a thing really back in, it might have been 2018. I, don't, I never. Yeah, I think so. Probably, but I don't think it was as big as it is now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Stars, mm -hmm. so people could start donating through there. They'd buy it right through Facebook mm -hmm. and then send them right directly to me at the time. And just started, they started piling up. And I was like, wow, I can make like what I'm making now. I mean, I was in real estate, so it was kind of hard to say what I was making now because it was just different every month. Mm -hmm. But I could make more consistent, you know, money at the time, and it just kept on growing. And then I uh, got partnered. Actually, I got partnered with Facebook a month after I started streaming. It was a month. I thought One it was month. like a I started couple. in August, got partnered in September. Wow. So I was like, the heck? Like, there's not that many partnered streamers, and I was like one of the first, probably 50 people partnered with Facebook. Um, and then time goes by, still doing it, income growing steadily. You know, doing pretty well. Um, I don't know what I gained my first year of streaming, probably quite a few, maybe 40,000 followers maybe in my first year. Uh, and then May of 2019 hit and Facebook called me. I didn't, I didn't even know it was like a thing. They called me like, hey, we want to get you, uh, if we want you to be exclusive with Facebook and we'll give you a paid contract. Seeing the contract, I was like, this is more money than I've ever made in my life. Just in a contract, I've been making all this other money through this way. So I was like, this is a no brainer. I got to continue with this, you know, and just kind of going and going and going and here we are today so 100 and almost probably hitting 130,000 followers this, this month so that's crazy yeah How, what what are the other ways that you make income too because it's not you know I know you have like a Streamlabs account which is a way to accept donations from people mm -hmm. you also created a website for folks who wanted to be uh, on a different level of friendship with you yeah uh, sort of like able to take part in private games that you were hosting and then there's tournaments that you've won, merchandise that you came out with. You had a P.O. box for people to send stuff to your house. Mm -hmm. What are all those different forms of income and different ways that you're bringing in money? Yeah, so when it first started, um, Facebook didn't have supporters, what they're called, subscribers. Pretty much, if you look on Twitch, you can be a subscriber for someone which pays like five ninety nine, and they take 50% split. Well, Facebook only takes a 30%. Wow. So it was like it was an even better chance, you know. Um, and one thing I want to point out too with Facebook versus like Twitch and YouTube is Twitch and YouTube, you're going to get a lot of younger age people watching, especially YouTube versus Facebook. You have to be at least, what, 13 to have a Facebook, something like that. So it was a lot easier to connect with my audience because they're more my age. Mm -hmm. So, and obviously most of them probably had a job so that could actually maybe support me, you know? So that's one thing to think about too when streaming on those platforms. Um, but yeah, so back in the day when I first started streaming, I, Oh, could only get stars. Facebook was still pretty new back at the time, so there was only stars. Um, so I tried to think of a wh what way could I do it to like guarantee, you know, a certain type of income. Not maybe not a whole lot, but maybe like 
my car payment a month or something. So at the time, I came out with this thing called Royals. I just don't even, I still they called it. It was like Kings, uh, Barons, and Dukes. Mm-hmm. It was like King was twenty four ninety nine a month, Duke was ten or nine ninety nine a month, and a Baron was like four ninety nine a month. And this is all done through my web. I created a website and I put like a PayPal monthly subscription on there, and they could get like different things, different, you know, play different games with me, get first dibs of playing with me. Um, if they were a King, they could get a a free shirt for the first after paying for like two months, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so I had that going for a while. I actually almost had like 90 Kings at one time when I first started streaming. So 90 people paying almost 25 bucks a month. You don't have it anymore? No. Why? Because I got Facebook subscribers now. I've got Facebook supporters. You're not allowed to do that. I both. still have it. I actually still have probably maybe nine Kings who have been supporting since 2018. Wow. That are still paying 25 bucks a month. So big shout out to them. Do they, st- <laughs> do they still come on and play with you and stuff too? Uh, yeah, still. Yeah, most of them. I, pretty much all of them are pretty like tuned into the stream quite a bit. So, wow. And if I got a few Kings maybe like a duke and a couple barons left still from 2018 that are still supporting that that route and wow. and they're supporting you know through facebook supporter and they're paying like supporting through like they're supporting multiple ways they're just big wow. supporters of the channel um so yeah probably i don't know how long went by before we got facebook supporters um it costs like 4.99 to become a supporter on facebook we get probably three dollars and fifty cents of that per sub wow um so we got that we used to build up almost a thousand supporters when that came out um, which has dropped huge now, but at the time, like my page grew, it's kind of like anything, you know, you kind of expand real big, you slow down and you try to think of ways to come back up again. So that's what I'm kind of in that groove of working that back up. Um, but yeah, so I, I didn't really do much outside donations. Like you mentioned Streamlabs link. I didn't really use that too much. Cause I was thinking I would, this is always conspiracy theories. Like what kind of think, what can help your channel? If you're putting a link on your channel and people are leaving Facebook, do you think Facebook likes that? They probably want to keep people on Facebook. So I always try to put less links on my stuff just so people aren't leaving Facebook. So everything was kind of done through. Plus, Facebook can monitor how much money you're making. They can see all of your supporters and all the stars you make. So I don't know if that ever has anything to do with it. But I was always kind of that conspiracy theory that that could could help your channel, you know, doing more. Um, And then we had supporters. And then now um, partners at the time, they could get gifted subs. Just came out probably in the last year, a little over a year ago, maybe. Um, which if you're a supporter, you can gift a supporter. You can gift like 20, 10, 5, 50, 100 gifted subs. So those go out to random people. They get a free month of support so they can get the exclusive badges, stickers um, we have with the channel. Um, and then outside of probably Facebook, I got a few sponsorships with Sneak. Obviously, I have my Facebook contract. Um, that's pretty pretty close to being it, I think. So Everything's kind of ma- mainly done through Facebook. So I don't know if you're allowed to say this or not, but do you remember how much you did, like, you made your first year, your second year, and then is this your third or fourth year? Probably fourth, right? Coming up on fourth? Come on my fourth. So do you remember, like, what, like, it was, or if you're allowed to say, like, obviously you don't have to go through the split, but just total? Yeah, I know uh, first year, I'm trying to think. First year was only a couple months, so I'm not even going to count that. My first full year, I probably did close to 100,000, which was, like, holy cow, you know? And my second year, I did... I think that was my second, third. yeah, second year. I probably did close to a quarter million. Wow! So I was like, "What the heck?" Yeah, that scaled. And cool. now uh, things change. Now it's not that like it was, but that was when like my channel was booming, like crazy amount of people watching, uh, huge supporters. Like when I said I had almost a thousand gifted subs, I had like ninety king, you know, things like that. All that stuff was there. Um, now it's nothing close to that. It's probably a fraction of that, but um, just it, but it's still like way more than I would ever. I yeah. could ever make doing something like this, you know? Yep. But so let's say that you like uh, continue to make, you know, six figures. Is this something that you want to do long term or you like want to do something else or like, because obviously, like, you know, I think we've talked about it before. Like, you know, everybody thinks playing video games all day would be amazing until you do it until for, you, do it, you yeah. know, yeah, multiple years. So is there like, are you thinking about like what your next thing is? Do you plan on doing this like forever? What are you thinking? Uh, definitely not a forever thing, you know, but uh, I want to do it as long as I can. The biggest thing is scaling my business to other things, like scaling it to YouTube videos. I mm-hmm. finally fi- hired a full-time editor um, to do that. Just I did that at the beginning of the year um, to really, I just send him a game and he edits it, posts it. He does all everything for me. So he does the posting, he does the editing, he does like the, uh, looks for the link, like specific hashtags, all that. He does, he does my Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. Um, he also does YouTube shorts. And I think it's about, he does, I mean, he doesn't have access to reels because he's in the UK, but I'm trying to really scale that because you, you want to get your YouTube. I think YouTube is yeah. one of the biggest things you can get that can provide pretty income. decent like income without having to 
be live 24 7. I yep. think that's a streamer's every goal. They don't want to be live all the time. Yep. And I think that kind of kind of hurts a streamer too at a certain point being live so much. Like people like see you every day. Like, right. You know, versus being live maybe three times a day, they look forward to seeing that content. Yep. Kind of like the biggest streamers like Dr. Disrespect and stuff like that. He streams Monday, Wednesday, Friday. People probably look forward to those three days versus me. I'm live almost every day. You know, it's like, oh, Kemal's probably live. I don't got to worry about tomorrow because he'll be live the next day, the next day, you know? So, yep. I want to definitely scale away from having to stream yeah. eight hours a day, seven, six days a week or something like that um, and get my YouTube going, hopefully get that growing. And I also want to do other things on the side too. I don't want to just, you know, because obviously if something starts going wrong in the in the world, like kind of what's happening now, entertainment is kind of the first thing to dip off of people's spending, you know? Right. So I'm kind of, I would say I'm more of like on the entertainment side of like going to movies or going to a basketball game, like spending money on that. They're going to stop doing that if things happen. So I want to make sure I'm secure elsewhere other than just the entertainment side of things. Yeah, you also got the other perspective, though, where it's going to get bigger because it's going to be yeah. the metaverse. So then all that's yeah. all they're going to be doing. They're like, all right, let's get away from this horrible world. Let's just go into this metaverse or whatever. And then everybody's yeah. just watching deer and you're going to be freaking. Uh, something that Ryan Pineda always says that I think is definitely true is like once you get that influence, I mean, you're that basically like the more people that know you, obviously, like it's way more difficult to. I guess like go broke or whatever because you know influence and like having a lot of people who know you then you can do whatever you want you know mm -hmm. like you can advertise you can be in movies i mean i saw ninja in a movie yeah i thought that was pretty funny yeah. free guy or something like that yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, free guy or even you look like guys like tyson who lost everything it's like he still he can still get on podcasts he can still be right. part of commercials money, he you know? can yeah. still make enough yeah. to where he's not gonna starve right yep but then uh all right so let's talk about uh let's talk about killing ninja Killing Ninja? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever killed Ninja? I have killed Ninja a few <laughs> times. Yeah. I just got, a few times? Yeah. I didn't know I've that. Killed, I've killed a lot of. Pro I mean, it's not that. We're, I play every single day, you know. Obviously, the player's not always on their A game or it, like it's like a third party. They're fighting someone else. So I jump in on them and, you know, fight them that way. Um, That's going to be the headline of this, though. <laughs> Logan Kimmel killed Ninja. Killed Ninja. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I do have a clip of me killing him back in the day, and he called me like the worst player yes. in the lobby and stuff like that. That was pretty funny. But it's it's, it's what it's streamers streamers are there to entertain. So a lot right. of streamers are toxic just because it hypes the chat up, you know. Right. So like they say things. Just obviously they're playing the game all day. If someone kills you, you're, you're pretty you're pissed. You're pretty mad. So you should, I would love Tony. That's why we, I told Tony to start one because he freaks out. Yeah, he'll start sweating and yelling and screaming and biting his controller. And yeah, <laughs> go down. yeah. I, I mean I've killed plenty of pros. It's not. Like, I mean, I'm not a pro by any means, but I'm decent. I could kill a lot of pros. Now, like me, what is a, what is a pro? Uh, someone that places in highly in tournaments or not even, I guess not even that, just being more influential in the gaming world, probably. See, I thought a pro was when you make money. And I'm like, well, most of them do. Most of them do. Yeah, I mean, I mean like, if you get paid to so play a lot of these streamers, like, they were good at the game, but they were just so big, they were invited to all these tournaments. Mm. Like, you can make money. You don't, like, they're not the best in the world, but their name is so big that they're invited, like, Twitch cons or different, like, World Cups that not, like, me could be invited to. You know, just, like, name, like, Ninja or, or Nick Merckx at the time or Aiden at the time. Like, all these people were invited to these tournaments because they're, they're well-known. It was because of the best. Have you won any tournaments? Uh, I've won a few. Nothing, like insane i've been in a few uh online fortnite tournaments that were built through fortnite um got placed in those i never won one of those i've won a facebook gaming tournament which is kind of cool uh kind of in boston actually in front of a crowd it wasn't for like money or anything it was for a facebook swag wow <laughs> but yeah it was still it's still a pretty pretty cool moment though mm -hmm. but so for somebody that uh sees what you're doing and they're like Wow, Logan, I want to do exactly what you do. I want to get started in streaming. Mm -hmm. um, what is your advice to them, and what all does it take? Like, you're going to have to buy equipment. They're going to have to get a setup. They're going to yeah. have to focus on talking to chat. So what's your advice to them if they wanted to get started streaming? Yeah, things changed a lot from when I started. When I started, I streamed. I had my Xbox. I had my college MacBook, and I had, like, a capture card at the time, and I put it on, like, shoeboxes. I had my Mac on a shoebox, and I had... A, a rusty like a probably a 32 inch monitor game like not even a gaming monitor it was just a tv probably sitting there and my controller which i played on controller at the time and that's how i started streaming so you don't you don't need to go buy all the equipment you know to start and i my first stream had seven thousand views with that you know so you can definitely start um i definitely wouldn't go into it thinking you're going to make a whole bunch of money right away because that's you shouldn't do it you kind of want to do it as something you enjoy too not going in there mm -hmm. just for the business aspect of it you know because that'll bite you in the butt pretty quick going in there thinking you're gonna make all of this because there's days that i make 10 bucks you know i've been with 130 130 000, i've even made zero dollars in an eight hour day before 
other than like my contracts and stuff, but like donations during the day or subscribers during the day, you can make zero dollars or you can make 2,000, 10,000, depending on the day, you know, it just depends on it. But um, starting streaming, I would just definitely recommend like taking care of the people that are there because they're there to watch you, whether it's five people, build their relationships, find out about their life, you know, so they want to come back and they're like your friend. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing with me, I think I've done a lot of is I've had custom games. So I've had a lot of people play with people within my community. They gain re- relationships with each other. So they're real close, all friends talk. They have groups. They play together when I'm not live, you know, that kind of thing. And kind of building a big community that mm-hmm. actually want to hang out with each other. They all know each other's names. And I think that's the cool thing with Facebook, too. People have real names, you know, yeah. versus Twitch. It's all, yeah. you know, Pig Duck 69 or yeah. something, you know, right. versus this is Tony or Dakota you're talking to, you can, you know, it's real yep. conversations with people. You can see their profile pictures. You can learn about them, which can be creepy at some point. But um, but at least, you know, you're talking to, you know, build, yep. you can build that relationship. But as a streamer, you definitely want to build a relationship with every person that's there and make them want to come back and feel comfortable. Building so, the Kimmel unity. Kimmel, Kimmel unity. Kimmel Kim, yeah. Kim, how you say it? I say community. Oh, just like, communi- just like, commu- just like oh, community, yeah. but with a K. Oh, K-U- oh community. Yeah. You don't say it different. I was always trying to say it different, like Kimmel unity. Yeah. I thought that that's how it was supposed to be. But, dude, I got we got to talk about something that I'm sure everybody wants to know about. And that's when, like, basically when we split up. Because mm-hmm. that's what everybody always says, you know. They're like, they, they say, hey, don't get into business with your friends. Don't get into business with your family. Don't get into business, you know, like just with anybody that you know very well, like renting and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, what what was your thoughts whenever, like, uh, like whenever you started, you know, ramping up the video games? Did you think like, okay, I want to get out, or I probably should, or like anything like that, or like what were you kind of like going through? Yeah. So my thoughts was like, I was super passionate about real estate. That's what I wanted to do. Like, obviously, that's why I came to you and this and that. And it's like, uh, but at the same time, I. It wasn't a lot of income coming in. You know, you were still able to do car sales, and I think you were at the hospital mm-hmm. at the time or something. So you guys still had income. Yeah. My, I was ending my term with MBN at the time, so I had a few houses being sold, um, and I just wasn't expecting to be able to make money doing what I was doing, and I needed income coming as well. Yeah. And I was trying to schedule it enough to where I could do that and be with you guys full-time, and it just kind of took – streaming takes so much time. Like, that's why I have to hire an editor. I don't have time to do everything. Yeah. So as much as I wanted to be in, I understood where you guys were coming from. You're like, yo, we're doing this. We're here. You know, this. But you guys were also in Fort Wayne kind of together. Right. And I wasn't. So for me, it was like a 30, 40 minute drive. You just get to you guys. So it was a lot of work. Plus, I had kids, you know, I had a wife at the time. So it was just like a lot to mentally try to figure out how I'm going to make everything work. Um, so that's why I came to terms. I did. I still wanted to be in. I still wanted to be able to do as much as I could. I just knew I couldn't. Yep. Because I still I needed to provide my kids for my wife at the time and and I was like you guys came to me and said hey you know you're not doing as much I was like I completely agree yeah. I, I want to do more but I, I can't at the time and I still have a huge passion for real estate I'd love to get back into it it's just so hard when like the contracts I have with Facebook are year to year yep so like that when I finally get settled okay my just fin- just finished this contract we got signed for another one let's go let's let's get build off this m- momentum we got and I finally calm down and I can have time to do something. Well, here comes next contract renewals coming up. I got to make so, sure my numbers are here, ready to hit for, for that. It'd be different if it was like a three-year. If I had like a three-year contract with Facebook where I had time to figure out my life and do other things too. But it's just like I have to worry about numbers nonstop to make sure I'm hitting Facebook standards to hold that contract, you know? Yep. But yes, I mean, I just, I did feel bad when the things ended because I, I was super passionate. I wanted to do it and it was fun when we did it. I mean, we had a yeah. blast starting, so... Dude, I, so I got to talk about the the Home Depot credit card, yeah. dude. That's still open in your name, by the way. <laughs> so that is uh, that was why we were like, holy crap, dude. We asked you about that. I think literally probably ten times. I was like, bro, we need the Home Depot credit card. We need you to call in or whatever. And yeah. it was mostly the Home Depot credit card that we were trying to figure out. And I remember that one so well. But it's still open, so I still can't go in there and freaking like put it under our name because it's under your I name. But yeah. yeah, it's still there. I'm like, can we freaking like figure this out now? They're like, nope. We need Logan. <laughs> and so I'm just like, uh, but yeah, that's pretty funny. But um, so when uh, just for the viewers, I guess for when we actually like dissolved it with Logan, I guess it was three properties. So we didn't. It wasn't like we built up. We didn't do much. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, we flipped one property and we had three rental properties. And I think we bought bought you out for, what, 4000 Yeah, I think somewhere there. Yeah, yeah, and we didn't even have the money for that. Yeah. Like, that's how, that's how uh, 
broke we were we did as two, a company. In two payments. Two yeah, payments we had to do it in two payments as a company because we didn't have the money. So we're like, all right, dude, we're gonna do it two payments and then uh yeah. and then bought it out. But like uh yeah, obviously hopefully by you being here is proof enough that there's not any animosity. Did you yeah. ever feel upset or anything or no, because I knew like I wasn't putting in my my work, like I knew that you guys were busy, you know, and I was trying to maintain my life over here too at the same time as much as I want to be involved I knew like I wasn't doing enough so I didn't feel you know mad at you guys at all for saying that so nice I'll yeah. say a lot of people have asked us about it they're like dude what the heck well at the time too we weren't getting a lot of reinforcement like a lot of uh proof of concept because we weren't like flipping a bunch of properties right. and we weren't scaling the rentals up and we weren't getting consistent leads coming in because we weren't doing consistent marketing. Mm. We didn't really have the money to start doing consistent marketing. Mm -hmm. And because we didn't have proof of concept and like this chain of success, we were sort of uncertain about how quickly it was going to grow or how we were going to scale it. Like we still had faith that it was going to turn into a profitable business. But at yeah. the time it was just like, there's a lot of uncertainty here and like uh, less confidence yeah. Um, yeah, it was like hard to tell. Yeah, I mean, at the time, like I said, I had I wasn't making any. I had money saved a little bit from selling houses, but I had no income coming in, and we were. I mean, I was okay putting the money out there, but like it was still a scary thing to do. Obviously, yeah. starting out that not having much saved or anything like that, we were well, we were getting Front credit, card, credit we were cards, we were doing credit yeah. cards, <laughs> buying houses with credit cards and stuff like that. It was pretty, it was pretty intense, but it was exciting at the same time because yeah. I knew what it could be, and yeah. you guys have kind of shown that over the years. So, yeah, yeah, it was fun, dude. We got to talk about. Talk about the craziest things that you saw that we did, uh, just like going through houses. Was, do you have any? I mean, just our one story is the biggest story <laughs> that we tell every every time we're together around a group of people. We always have that one story to tell, and that's when uh, we were well, we were going the sheriff sales. Yeah, sheriff sales. This house popped up. We wanted to go take a. We were we were going sheriff sales all the time. I don't know why. It probably was a waste of our time to be honest, because we were getting outbidded by everything. I don't think we ever bought anything through sheriff sales. Did we? we didn't. No, so uh, yeah, we were going to look at houses that were on sheriff sales. We were doing things illegal, you know, breaking into them <laughs> here or there with the credit card, getting through doors, things like that, looking on the insides of them. We just one day this house was in this addition. We went to go looked at it, went and looked at it, and uh, I don't know it looked pretty empty. I mean, we could see like stuff in there, but it looked trash. Didn't mm -hmm. look like anybody was living in there. So we walked around it. Door was locked, obviously. Walked back. Sliding door was, I think, sliding door was unlocked. Mm -hmm. So we're like, dang, let's open it up. <laughs> we opened the sliding door in. There's still a heat in that. It was like probably around this time of the year, I think, is when we went to that house. So it's pretty cold outside, but there was heat in the house. So we're like, okay. And all of a sudden, we heard a little movement upstairs as we're walking <laughs> around the, the first floor. And we're like, we were like someone's walking up there. We knew someone was walking up there. So we took off out the back. No, ran. no, no. First you yelled, hello? Oh, yeah, we were yelling, hello. We didn't hear nothing back, though. Nobody said anything. No, we? we just heard movement. We're like, get we're out of here, out. dude. Yeah, we just heard movement. So we just took off the back door into his car. And was we was jumping his car, see, so here comes the garage door. My car, by the way. Not not yeah, the guy's yeah. car. No, not his car. We just in his car. No, we were in, in uh, Dakota's car. And we're just sitting there, here comes the garage door opening up. <laughs> we're just sitting there, and I'm just like hiding. And Dakota gets out of the car, goes talks to me, hey, we just see your house in the sheriff's sale, you know? Yeah, <laughs> Logan, Logan was like, no, drive away, drive away, go, 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 go. Like, no, I'm just gonna go talk to yeah. him real quick. And then he's like, oh, you guys are too late. We ended up selling it. But dude, I remember- was, Luckily, it was a nice guy. I didn't come out with a shotgun or anything. He was just like, yeah, we already sold it, for Yeah. Sure. Like, okay, yeah. thanks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be a lot worse. Yeah, see you, dude. But, Dude, I remember the other time when we were cleaning out that one on Pittsburgh Street, and it was so nasty. Yeah, a lot and, of nasty houses. Yeah, and then we went to um, uh, we went to the dump, and then like at the oh, dump, that was the worst thing we ever did. How, why did we oh, even decide dude, to do that? I don't know. That's what I'm wondering. I'm like, dude, why do we do this what stuff? But uh, Tony was working that day, so it was just me and you cleaning out this real nasty house. I don't even know why we decided to clean it out, but yeah. you know, we just freaking got stuff done, which was stupid. But anyway, at the dump, it smelled horrible, like oh, horrible, bad. like just made me want to vomit even being there. And then they made us, they made us wear these hard hats and these vests and they were pink, just bright pink. You had to wear them. Yeah. <laughs> like, otherwise you couldn't go in there. And it's just, dude, it was bad. But I remember that. I remember that property too, but dude, we did some. Yeah, I remember seeing houses with bullet holes in them. I know we don't know they're baby guns, but we remember seeing bullet holes in the windows and the, you know, stuff like that. It's pretty, it gets pretty crazy getting downtown certain cities, you know? Yeah, we're still, but, buy, we're still buying them still like, buying that. like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, as long as they make money, right? But for sure. Still yep. sketchy to be in that situation, you know? Yeah. I don't feel that sketched out by it anymore. Probably not anymore, yeah. Yeah, we're down there all the time. Dude, we were just talking to uh, our neighbor. Uh, well, my neighbor uh, is a police officer, and he's just telling stories, and he's like, dude, 
there's a lot of stuff that happens down down like he's like it's bad i'm surprised you've not seen it stuff gets stolen there's shots everywhere i'm like yeah we see bullet holes and stuff but like nothing crazy you know, yeah we yeah i mean we saw a drunk guy you know like pick up and slam another drunk guy over some pit bulls or something like that but like that was the craziest thing we saw and every time you go down there and you have a house and they know that you're the owner they're like hey man how much is it they'll pull out cash i got i got money right here like, let me pay for a year up front and stuff and we're like uh no you're a friend of rent or something yes yeah yeah, they're like, oh, you're gonna rent this house? I got money, I got I got this, I got that. And we're like, uh, no, dude. But that's the craziest thing that we've seen so far. Yeah. I think maybe hopefully hopefully we don't have anything crazy. Yeah, happen, if, you, if you don't want to deal with uh crazy people in the rougher parts of town, when they start to do that, you either need to one, have a partner so that you can reference the partner as the excuse as to why you can't take their money. To have a process so that you can be like, hey, we have to follow fair housing guidelines. Mm -hmm. We have to accept an application. I can get you an application. I just can't take your cash right now. Then you can send it to our email and I'll let you know if you're approved for the house or not. Um, then if you don't want to argue with them at all, hire property management. That way it's not even up to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. But uh, now we're going to ask about the weirdos. Uh, yeah. What is the weirdest thing? I'm sure... Uh, we were talking about just how you have some status or celebrity sort of, you know, the, the people who follow you. I'm sure there's some interesting folks that have messaged you. What is like one of the weirdest? Like, do you have stalkers? Have you had anybody that's like a solicitation of sorts or any yeah. kind of weird stuff that you've ran into what's the weirdest thing that's happened yeah i think i said before Streaming. before we started i'm trying to think of anything i think nothing really weird has ever happened personally i mean it's been cool situations actually running like when i first moved to florida i walked in taco bell I was like yo you kimmel gaming even walking around the mall i still have every now and then it's not weird situations but it's like dang that's pretty cool yeah, you know that's, awesome. that's kind of cool I wouldn't, at random spots in the world at gaming events and stuff like that like are you kimmel like wow. it's weird but uh, as for weird situations, it's more of like I think more of my DMs, people that just say the weirdest things that either hate me or give us some, give us they gotta tell them what they said. I had a guy at one time, um, I think he sent me his picture of his butt. Okay. Pulled pants pulled down everything. Was he mad at you or I think did he, he like was. you? Okay. I think he was. <laughs> I think he was mad at me. He said I think he said I think the caption was kiss my ass. Okay. And he sent a picture of his pants all the way down, bent over. Did you kill him or like? <laughs> I, think I, I, I think he was just a troll on my stream and got banned. People like people troll. I don't know. It, that's just the, their favorite thing to do is troll. Mm -hmm. I guess online, and you know we, we ban people and they get even more mad when they get banned. So oh, that stuff happens a lot. Which when I ban someone, somehow they still have ways to DM me. And obviously I got Instagram, Twitter, multiple other way, avenues of people right. to connect to me, just not just Facebook. So, but yeah, that's probably and there's some. There's just a lot of weirdos out there, you know, you probably know <laughs> just walking around, but online it's just a whole different game because they yeah, can say whatever they right. want, not be in your face, you know, so it's it's definitely weird. And it, it, that's one thing, too, like uh, we didn't talk about too much with streaming is kind of like the emotional side of it, you know, and kind of like uh, mental health. Mm -hmm. Kind of like it's almost anything with any business, but mental health is huge because you have so many ups and downs. Like today, I was just telling you before we started, I had like 1,400 viewers, yeah. which, which I, I used to be like almost a norm back in the day but i've only been getting maybe maybe close to 100 to 200 on average the last two years almost mm -hmm. so like that emotional roller coaster going up and down like that's kind of just crazy and then your income obviously is not never stable and this and that and then like trolls don't really affect me too much like especially if i'm having a good day like it's what fancy you but like days that I'm dying constantly and I'm just I'm losing and I'm mad about the game crap. and now I have people talking crap too. It's like holy cow, it just kind of stresses you out. But other than that, like it's a streaming is very fun and it's rewarding too. It's just every now and then it's just like a, it's almost like anything. Just that mental roller coaster. You try to you just need to find new ways to kind of keep yourself mind busy and off of it, kind of. So, so what, do you think that like uh, you put like your I guess emotional or like your own worth on like how many people are viewing or is that like what you sense yourself doing is like oh man I don't have that many viewers today like maybe this isn't for me anymore or maybe you're like more depressed or like you know you put your self-esteem at like how you're doing is that what you mean well I think a lot of it is not even that a lot of it comes when it, you're on an algorithm based platform because like a lot of the times uh you know we could I could be killing it for like six months straight, just views like crazy, and comes coming. Usually, the more viewers you have, the more money you make. Not always, um, 
as long as they're real viewers, you know, they're mm -hmm. real people. I mean, if you have 600 people there that are real people who, you know, probably speak the same language as you, they're probably more willing to support you. Then sometimes I have like 3000 viewers, like when I was playing GTA and maybe 2000 of them were foreign viewers that don't even speak my language, but they're still watching. I'm not making any money that way, you know? Mm -hmm. So it just depends on who you're, who you have viewing, but the algorithm on Facebook is huge. Twitch has no algorithm. It's just, you're there hopefully you're trying to get people from your Instagram or your Twitter or Reddit or whatever to your or just playing with other streamers but Facebook has an algorithm you know so your notifications you can only get so many notifications on your phone per day from Facebook hmm. so like if you're popular on Facebook and you get all these notifications and my gaming ones on there then and I says it says I have like 30,000 people on my notifications on but, but sometimes I only have a hundred viewers you know how that like right. mine like thinking about how does that make sense you're telling me only point zero zero one percent of my viewers are actually clicking that right. notification that is it's just kind of my so that stuff always because it feels like it's out of your control so maybe well what i'm just thinking then is maybe it does make more sense for you to do like a uh, a, a schedule and only do certain days and actually only have those blocks that way it doesn't matter whether they get a notification right. or not you only are doing set times and yeah. then I, I think that does make more sense that's what i've adapted on to this last probably six months i've started nine o'clock every day in the morning Yep. So I'm every day, no matter what, other than weekends, I'm on at nine o'clock. Yep. So and I, but some days I have my I have my kids for a week at a time. So but no, if I have my kids, I'm still streaming at nine o'clock. I hired, I have my nanny, which is my brother and his girlfriend. They come over, watch the kids while I stream in the morning, uh, the weeks that I have them. So that way I can make sure like I'm on schedule. Have you have you thought about doing like uh, only certain amount of days instead of like streaming so much? Do you think that that would actually like help your mental health and everything, or do you just like miss it whenever you're not doing it? Like whenever you're not doing it, like, dude. I need to be freaking streaming right now. Yeah, well, per my contract, I have to stream 120 hours. Oh. So uh, before, it used to only be 80. 120 a month? Uh, yeah. Okay. So before, actually, I got paid double the amount of money I'm getting paid now to do 80 hours versus now I'm, I have to do 120 hours and half the amount of money I was making. Why did you sign that contract? Because it's still guaranteed income at least. And I wouldn't get that on Twitch or I wouldn't get that on YouTube. Mm -hmm. But I think I think a lot of times that quiets people down too, which is a sad thing, you know, because obviously if something's wrong with the platform, but these people are getting paid all this money through Facebook, they're not going to stand up and say because they're getting paid. Who cares? Right. You know. Yeah. And they care to an extent because if you like, I don't know, some people, some bigger bigger streamers I've noticed who've been streaming on the platform for three four years, their numbers are still the same. Like they still have eight hundred viewers is good, but you think over four years that eight hundred will be sixteen hundred by now, right. you know? Yeah. But it's still exactly the same as it was when they started. So. I think it's just, I think Facebook's a very great platform to like build connections and start streaming. I just don't know if it's the final spot. So why do, are you thinking about switching or why do you keep, uh, why do you keep signing another contract with them? Cause I still have my whole community. I'm 130,000 followers on there. I don't want to just leave and start fresh after I built all of that at the same time, you know? So it'd be easier just to sign that contract and stay with the people that I have now. How many do you think would follow you over though? I mean, let's say I half. still do. I can still, so I'm exclusive on Facebook, but I can still stream on other platforms. Oh, okay. So I just can't stream on other platforms time. at the exact same time. Mm. So I can't do like a stream on Facebook and Twitch. Do you think they would notice pretty easily or you think you'd be? Uh, probably the word gets around them. There's not, I mean, there's a lot of streamers on Facebook. There's not as many as people think. Mm. So that word gets, Twitter is a huge, <laughs> Everybody has a big mouse on Twitter about everything, so. Yeah, true, and you're on the internet, so yeah. everybody's watching, Pretty but. Easy. Yeah, hmm. yeah he'd, have to do, he'd have to do 120 hours on Facebook and then yeah. additional yeah. hours right. on Twitch and YouTube to kind of pull yeah. some traffic I mean, I've done over. It, like, I, I got hacked on Facebook for a week, so I've done, I streamed on, face, on Twitch for a week. How did it go? Uh, it was, I mean, I can still, I mean, for what I had at the time, like only, you know, I can still get 60 to 80 viewers on Twitch, which sometimes that's all I have on Facebook. So why don't you just switch, man? Sounds like you should just switch and take the risk and like leave that community. And I, I bet that you're going to grow substantially, even though you might take a hit initially. I think that it sounds to me like they're kind of holding you back in a way. Well, I think uh, Facebook still, I mean, it's, it's only been here for four years and Twitch has been here for, I don't, I don't know how long, but longer than Facebook, a lot longer than Facebook, you know, it used to be called something else before Twitch. Um, yeah, but, but Facebook is like the worst like, <laughs> they don't give a crap about you yeah you would, know what i mean yeah. i would say that either one of two things could happen either facebook like google does a lot of times will test things mm -hmm. to see how they're going to run and then they'll put more money into those if they're doing well so initially facebook gaming grew exponentially and now they might just be like plateauing and they might be like well mm -hmm. let's just keep it going because it's making us money and then let's just cut our costs down by 
forcing people to do more hours for less money like they're having you do. But at the same time, everybody on the Facebook gaming platform, some people are going to leave because of that. So then the other the other side of me thinks like, well, if he sticks it out, like maybe he'll end up doing better than all of he'll end up pulling traffic from other channels on Facebook gaming who quit because they're like, yeah, F Facebook. And then he'll start pulling those people over. Yeah. Well, I think a big thing that happened, too, is like. It was cool that they paid all these people. Like all my friends that were streaming at the time with me, they all pretty much got paid contracts. But now they they gone away from that. And now they're only paying celebrities to stream. Wow. So like they're paying like big time streamers to come over from Twitch or come over from wherever and paying them multi million dollar deals, you know, just to come stream. And that takes a lot away from the budget. But uh, they did start doing something for new, younger creators or newer creators, I guess. Um, just this last year, they started doing a lot of bonuses, different view bonuses, or um, like. Even like a star party, for example, which I got access to. Uh, so if someone sent stars, two people sent stars within like a minute time period to start a star party. And if someone, they sent like 2,500 stars, it's only $25, Facebook would pay you a $50 bonus. Wow. So they, they did bonus and stuff like that, which was cool. But I don't know. Yeah, it just, I, I think the biggest thing is to stay where I'm at now and kind of trying to build everything else up. Like get my YouTube going, make sure I, I can get that going and I can get my Instagram, get my Twitter up. That way, if I do ever switch, yeah. all those people that I at least subscribe to those channels can get access yeah, to, see. they can see that I've switched, you yeah. know, or and still get access to that. But yeah, that's a good, that's a good point because that's what they always talk about too. Whenever like in anything, you know, like even now, like uh, I think Tony tries to keep like a big email list of everybody. That way, like if we ever do, you know, get off Facebook or anything, like at least we have a lot of emails and like harvest as much data and information as you can that way mm-hmm. if anybody ever does shut you down same thing could happen with youtube you know right. you go all them then youtube well, shuts just you like down. mixer yeah if you ever heard about mixer that's where ninja and shroud the two one of the two big or two of the biggest streamers in the world they got paid multi-million dollar deals to go to mixer and mixer still died yep and probably all those streamers on mixer who were doing well over there probably maybe 15 percent of them actually were able to get off that platform and continue to do well so yep. you just it's hard to keep all your eggs and that's what that's one thing i failed at the last three years was trying to build everything else up yep so but i just didn't at the time like i i was trying to do everything myself i didn't have the time to one handle three kids a wife you know i was trying to handle my streaming eight hours plus a day then i had to try to edit videos and it was just way too much but now i finally got a guy who can do that for me i spent it cost me money obviously but but hopefully the return on it in the future will be worth it so i I definitely think it will be i think yeah it'll be good but we got to get into some closing questions now. Yeah. Well, uh, do you want to do this one? I guess we could still do this one. I think it might be valuable to some people. So something we were talking about before we got onto the podcast, which is a little depressing, but uh, of LTD, we've all three been divorced, didn't plan on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to ask Logan a little bit. Did if every you think, single one of our wives leave us? Uh, did your wife leave you? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Every actually, so. Wow. <laughs> I think every single one of our wives left us. <laughs> So uh, I'd imagine that it'd be even tougher with kids. How have you handled your divorce and what did you learn from it? Uh, yeah, I handled my divorce. It was really rough at the first two weeks. I mean, I've been with her since high school. So, you know, up until just this last year since high school and having three kids, it was definitely, I mean, I, I've done things in the past. She's done anything in the past, but that's the past. Obviously, we grew from that. And then um, at the time, I just, I was probably more focused on, my my job instead of putting time where I could out there, but at the same time, you know, who knows? She could have been just all in her head too. You know, it's just from there. I mean, I leaving there and I uh, had a, we bought a house in Florida, so we moved to Florida from Indiana. That was probably that probably pushed it even further because we had no family but three kids, mm-hmm. so we had no one to help with the kids. We were just we were all three kids in the house all day. Me and her and I, I work from home, so I'm in the house all day. She's not just all of us around each other twenty four seven. We we couldn't go out on dates. We didn't get alone time. We didn't get away from each other. So, like, I think a lot of it came to that, too. Um, but then we moved from Florida back to Indiana because she came back because she has family here, obviously. And then I have family here, too. But um, came back. I bought a house, got an apartment, got, then bought a house. Um, she's still living. She has her own house over there with her family. Um, I get the kids for a week. She gets the kids for a week. We don't talk smack about each other, do any of that. We just do our own thing, and things have been going pretty good. But uh, it was definitely pretty rough the first couple probably a month two months i was pretty down there i think a lot be being this skinny I still lost like 15 pounds and stuff so it was a uh, it was a lot at the time but now i got a girlfriend another baby on the way <laughs> so pretty crazy but, that so, is crazy yeah it was kind of unexpected but yeah 
Yeah, are you? I know what to expect. You're pretty. It seems like you're happier. Ultimately, do you think it was for the better? Yeah, it helped me learn a lot too. Like I could see that I wanted to spend more time with my kids, and I think that's a huge thing now that we're divorced. I mean, I don't I don't see them for a week now, but when I do see them, I work while they're pretty much in school, and I spend time with them when they're done, which I didn't really get. Plus, I was with my kids every day, so like I didn't notice that I wasn't really spending time with them because mm-hmm. I was with them every day. So now that when I don't have them and I see them, I can actually spend more quality time with them and do things with them and ask them questions, learn about you know things they learn through the week. Because I think the same thing if you see this, your your spouse, you're seeing the other every single day, you stop, you start taking them for granted. Yeah, you're, you're just there, you know. Yeah. Every day goes by day, go, you know, just goes day by day, and you just yeah, you just live living, life. Yep, just yeah. going with the flow. Yeah, for sure. It's like autopilot. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So when it comes to uh, purpose in life, uh, have you identified like your why or what you're motivated by? Um. Other than my kids and family, like set that aside, I think I was what we talked about at the beginning is like I just I'm motivated to see things succeed and mm-hmm. do different things and seeing that succeed, you know, it's a, it's, it's just a huge accomplishment. It makes me feel good in the moment. I feel good for the you know couple of weeks or a month or so at the time. But uh, obviously we talked about we want to continue doing more and seeing more achievements and more things being completed. I think that's kind of my big motivation to keep on doing things. I want to see my YouTube bit. We finally just hit a thousand, which isn't huge on you, but I haven't done anything on it in three years either. So we just hit a thousand. I want to hit 50 and I want to hit a hundred K and get my plaque. I want, you know, there's just yep. things I want to achieve and do. And I continue to come up with more goals. I think in completing those goals is kind of my motivation. Have you ever, have you ever like actually got to the end of your goals though and realized it wasn't what you wanted? Um, kind of. Yeah. I mean, like I've never thought I could have like 10k in the bank, you know, yeah. finally hit that. But now I want 50 now I want 100. Then you know, it's just like, I have but if you like I said, you feel good in the moment, right? You know, but then you just gotta replan your life out, get more goals and continue to try for those, I think. Yeah, I would say but the scary thing about that is I'm always worried about that, too, because I notice myself doing that. And I always I get the goals a lot. But I, I, I always am very worried about like, if you don't really find out why you're doing it, which I have not, like, I'm not claiming that I found it or anything, because I still yeah. feel like I have not. But uh, I'm very nervous to basically climb the wrong mountain, get all the way to the top and realize it's not what I wanted at the same time. Right. You know what I mean? Because like I can hit goals. I can freaking achieve them all the time. Like you're the kind of person who will get your goal, but at what sacrifice? And then like you find out that that wasn't what you were chasing after anyway. You're just like getting achievement after achievement after achievement. And it does give you like a dopamine hit. You feel good. But mm-hmm. then you got to keep going bigger and bigger. And you're like, dude, how much bigger can I get? But then like if you really find out like what your purpose is and why, I feel like that's what like I think we all got to figure out, but yeah. I don't know how to I don't know how to figure it out. Yeah, I haven't figured it out either. It's a it's a big one to try to figure out, you know, because obviously we probably put our jobs in front of us more than our past relationships, and that's kind of probably why we're all. Yeah. I mean, speaking for myself, probably why part of the reason why I'm divorced, you know. Yeah. So it's like, was that worth it? You know, right. putting all these hours and time in, but now I but I learned from that though, you know. So now yep. I know that okay, I need to make sure if I'm working this, I need to make sure I spend time with my kids and my girlfriend or whatever at the time, making sure I'm giving them attention to. Yep. So, yep. What, uh, what can you use help on right now? What are you struggling with right now? Grow on the YouTube channel. Subscribe to <laughs> it. <Yeah>, subscribe. <laughs> uh, struggling with right now. Um, just growth. I had like the last year was the slowest growth I've ever had. Now it's actually doing a lot better, not to where it was previous year before that year, but last year was the slowest. I mean, I think I was getting like maybe 20 followers a month. Wow, which was crazy, and that's just unbelievable. Like, after all I've done my whole career, it's just like mind mind blowing that I can only do that much. Now today, I think I gained like a hundred today alone. So it's like yeah. seeing that growth. Um, just I'm just I'm just scared of failure. You know, it's the biggest thing because mm-hmm. I just grew up not having anything, and I just don't want to get back to that. And I think that's why I worked so hard initially when I when I was doing good. I just want to keep on working hard, make sure I could provide for the kids, give them everything they need. You know, give my wife everything she needs. Got a house, got a car. You know, just and hopefully but yeah just uh this biggest thing i'm struggling on right now is just can get growing on all platforms and making things work so so there's a, a question that we ask everybody at the end which is a pretty deep question it's uh 60 years from now you're on your deathbed you have one last saying mantra it could be on a billboard it could be a paragraph uh your legacy um a piece of advice what is that for you? What do you want people to remember you for? I mean, I just want people to remember me as a, just a 
nice guy. He was fun to be around. You know, it's, I think that's what I want them to remember me as. If, as if for a saying, I don't really know one. And it's kind of hard to, other than just like uh, make sure you're spending time with the people who love you the most, you know, just like, like my grandparents are getting that age right now. It's like, I want to make sure I do it as much as I can before they're gone, you know? Yeah. So like I, me and my brother are planning like a fishing trip, take my grandpa out fishing this year in Florida on a, on a charter or something and go deep sea fishing before, you know, he can't anymore. So it's like, I just want to make sure like people like me pretty much. Like I, I don't, it's not the fact that people like, I don't want people to like me for that reason. I just want to be like likable person. Right. You know, I don't know. That's kind of, <laughs> I'm thinking. Nice. Where should people go to find you? You got Kimmel Gaming on Facebook. They could type yep. that in. They could probably find your face right away, find your logo and that sort yeah, of Facebook's thing. Yeah, Facebook's pretty easy to find me on Facebook. You type Kimmel, I'll pop up instantly. But on YouTube, you know, you got you got Jimmy Kimmel. So <laughs> I, get, I get that troll a lot. Are you Jimmy Kimmel? Are you Jimmy Kimmel's son? Even though he has one L, I have two L's. But Come yeah, on. so I'm just, I'm literally just playing Kimmel on YouTube. So it's kind of harder to find me there other than clicking links and going that route. But it's K-I-M-M-E-L-L. Yep. Kimmel. Two Kimmel L's, Gaming. L's. Kimmel. Um, what other platforms they could find Insta. you on Twitter? Twitter, Instagram is all Kimmel Gaming. I think my Twitch is Kimmel Gaming. If that time ever comes. I mean, I'm probably, I actually want to start streaming over there and be diversified like one day a week even if it comes down to that, you know? Um, but yeah, pretty much everything's Kimmel Gaming other than my TikToks, Kimmel Gaming FB. So, but if you look at Kimmel Gaming, I'll still should pop up there. Nice. Awesome. Is there anything else that you want to say to our viewers or any other anything else that you can think of? Um, no, I just thanks for watching and hopefully you guys enjoy and you know, just continue doing what you guys enjoy doing, I think. So nice. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for watching. Remember, if you're a real estate investor and you guys need a CRM, we do have an affiliate link with RE Simply. That is our platform. It is one of the coolest that we've used so far. We've been through like five of them. And honestly, the rest of them were not that great. I came from the car business where, you know, we had like some of the best CRMs ever. And so when we got into real estate, could not find one that was that good. You can easily get to that through RE Simply is spelled S-I-M-P-L-I.com slash Tony and Dakota. Yep, it will try to provide the link below. And then also our course is uploaded. Everything is edited. So now we just got to go through and actually uh, fill it all out. So it should be there. I know we said it a lot. By the end of this month, like 90% sure. We got to leave that 10%. But thanks again for watching, guys. We'll see you on the next one. Peace out.